So uh, back several months ago, we had the transition with Pastor Ron and I, and uh, that was in September. And um, so right now, Amber and I are, are both the lead pastors and the youth pastors. And we wanted to do that because we have, we have five seniors that have been with us from this whole time, and we didn't want to just be like, Peace out, guys. See you later. You know, so we wanted to, we wanted to stick with them, at least finish out one more year. But we also knew that there was going to be a need for a youth pastor, new youth pastors to come on board and to begin to pour into our kids. And so we began thinking, who could this possibly be? Who could the Lord be leading to do this? And uh, a couple people popped into our minds and we thought, yeah, that's probably not going to happen. Well, guess what? It happened. So Holly and Cameron, if you would come up and go ahead, boys, come up too. We, we want to meet all of you. Holly and Cameron Robertson, and Noah and Isaac. So give them a clap as they come up. <laughs> so I'll give you a little background, and then I told them to prepare, prepare a speech to give you, so we'll do that. But a little background with, with Holly and Cameron and, and Noah and Isaac. Holly, we'll get this out of the way first. Holly is actually my cousin. So her mom is here and dad, and they're my aunt and uncle right there. And so I've known her my whole life, and uh, I've known Cameron most of my life. Um, but even apart from just being family, uh, these two have been mentors to Amber and I. Uh, they were in youth ministry when Amber and I were growing up and were young and, and youth group. And uh, they're part of the reason why Amber and I are together. They were kind of our scapegoat um, whenever to, to be able to make an excuse to get together. So she, Amber would babysit Noah and Isaac a lot. Um, and I had just happened to be over there to hang out with my cousin when Amber was over there to babysit. And so, yeah, <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so there's a lot of history there with, as far as that goes, but they've been in youth ministry for, for several years. Like I said, all the way back to when we were even in youth group and really even before that they did youth ministry and they do youth ministry now. Right now they actually live in Hamilton, Alabama, where Amber and I lived for two years and went to school. They're at the Ramp School of Ministry. So they, they live down there right now. Um, but in July, they're going to be, or sometime in the summer, probably July-ish, they're going to be moving back here and joining our church family and then becoming the youth pastors of the church. And so um, I want to share just one story, kind of how this all happened, and then I'm going to let them share whatever they want to, but this, I love how God just works. So we were considering them, we thought when we were thinking through different people, we really thought of Holly and Cameron one of, just right away. But we thought, yeah, probably not going to happen. They're really settled there in Hamilton. And um, we're just, just not sure. It just seems too good to be true. But we're thought, eh, we're going we're gonna to just pursue it anyways and see what happens. So we were going to go down there for Kids Ramp um, just for the conference. And we were staying with them. And so we thought, I'm just going to put it out there and just see what kind of the response is. And so we get down there, and we're hanging out on the couch just talking um, as once we got there. And, and Holly begins telling me about this new job that she received uh, there at the school, or there at the, in Hamilton. It's a community college, and she was telling us all about it. And she said, I really feel like the Lord is solidifying with this position that we'll be here. Like, we're going to be in Hamilton for a long time. And I was like, well, there's the end of that. Like, you know, so, so the Lord has spoken apparently. So I wasn't even going to bring up anything about it. And uh, in the middle of that conversation, in the middle of her telling us this, she goes, you know what? Actually, I just remembered, I haven't even told Cameron this yet, but I had a dream last night. She said, in the dream, all four of us were sitting at our, our dinner table and you guys were handing us a paycheck. 
And she was like, it was really weird. I don't, I don't get it at all. And Amber and I just looked at each other like, what? <laughs> so we just kind of laughed and they're like, what? What's, what did, and so we begin to tell them like, hey, we, we're in need of youth pastors and you were, you were the first people we thought of. Um, I, you know, I don't even know if you'd be interested. And they're like, well, you know, I don't know. I mean, we're not going to close the door totally, but, you know, not, I mean, we'll see what the Lord says. No, we laughed at you. Yeah, they, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so I guess maybe my high hopes interpreted that as, yeah, that could be a possibility. Yeah. So after that moment, the floodgates just opened. And the Lord began to give them dream after dream after dream, prophetic words from other people that had no idea what was going on, no idea uh, what, what, we had, what we were thinking had begun speaking into them. And the Lord just began making it abundantly clear the direction that we were supposed to go. And so I don't know if they're going to share any of that, or maybe we'll spend some time another Sunday and share kind of some more of those stories. But needless to say, the Lord has brought this family to Harmony Christian Church, uh, and I believe it's for a dynamic purpose, a dynamic reason. Um, they have such an anointing on them. One of the reasons why we thought of Holly and Cameron first is because Holly and Cameron have just a heart of a mother and a father. Um, they've taken kids under their wing, let them move in with them several different times to mentor them, to get them right back on track. Just, just their heart to serve the youth and their heart to just mother and father a generation is just unprecedented. It's awesome. We'll go that way. And uh, their anointing is just is incredible. And I'm so excited to have them here. And again, it's just a dream. It's too good to be true. So I'm going to let them share just a little bit. And then, uh, yeah. Um, well, I don't know that I have all that much to share other than that we're really excited. I think it's been, um, we've been in Hamilton for four years almost, and just to see the Lord speak so clearly. You know, when we moved to Hamilton, we kind of had conditions like, okay, Lord, we need you to do this, this, and this. And when all of this started happening, we didn't have to ask him for anything because we could hear him so clearly. So we just feel really grateful that he is speaking to us so clearly and that we can hear him so clearly. And we're, we are really grateful to be back home with our families. And so we just know that the Lord has something amazing planned. So do you want to say <laughs> awesome. Well, I want you to do boys. Do you want to say anything? No, yeah. that's what I figured. But yeah, um, just a little bit about them too. Noah is a senior. He's going to be graduating this year from Hamilton High School, third down south. And Isaac is a freshman this year, right? And so they're awesome boys. So you'll get to know them and grow to love them and uh, all that. So, right, guys? Depends. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it'd be cool just to take a moment and welcome them to Harmony, Harmony style. And so I want you guys to come up front and whoever would want to, I want to just gather around them and just pray for them. Um, there is still the issue of them needing a house and all of those things, which we know if the Lord's brought them this far, he's going he's gonna to take care of all those details as well. But I just want to gather around them and just and welcome them into the church family and pray with them, even though they're not going to be here for another few months to live. Um, but they're already obviously part of the family now. So I just want to just pray over them real quick.
Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Father, I thank you that you speak so clearly to us. God, that you didn't leave any questions unanswered in this situation, Lord, but you've spoken clearly and you've given direction and, and you've placed it in, in this family's hearts and in our hearts, Lord, uh, for them to be a part of this community. Lord, I thank you that you have incredible things planned uh, for this church and for this community. God, I thank you that you are sending people to this place to make a, a lasting impact on this community, Lord. I thank you for the anointing that rests on Holly and Cameron and Noah and Isaac. God, I thank you that you have prepared them for this moment and prepared them for this, this journey that they're about to take. And Lord, I, I, we just say as a church family that we receive them into our family, that we welcome them with open arms. And Lord, and not only are, are we expecting to receive from their anointing, but Lord, we're gonna pour in them our anointing. Lord, that this isn't gonna be just healthy for our church, but it's gonna be healthy for their family as well. God, I thank you, Lord, that you're gonna provide everything that is needed. God, the house situations, the, the even job situations, Lord, God, that there is gonna be tremendous favor on the Robertsons within the this move, that even leading up to it, that there's not going to be any anxiety, there's not going to be any worry. Father, there's not going to be any just wondering what's going to happen, but Lord, there's going to be total peace, there's going to be security, there's going to be a sense of, of you wrapping around them and leading and guiding their every step. God, that there's going to be favor with jobs, there's going to be favor with housing. God, that the, the right doors are going to open up at the right times. God, we thank you, Lord, that, that you've spoken clearly and you're not going to just stop there, but Lord, what you start, you finish. God, and I thank you, Lord, that you're going to do that for this family. God, we honor them. Lord, I pray that as they spend their last few months in Hamilton, Alabama at the ramp, Lord, God, that they would be able to soak in everything there, Lord Jesus, that, God, that, that it would be a season of finishing there for them in that season. God, that they would receive, Lord, just a double portion of what they've even experienced these last four years, Jesus, there. God, that the anointing on that house would rest upon them, the anointing of revival, the anointing of of awakening, the, the, the anointing of worship, Lord, all that, that rests on that house, Lord. God, I thank you that that mantle is going to rest on this family, and they're going to receive that, that double portion anointing on them, Lord, in this last season of them being there on their lives. God, I thank you, Lord Jesus, for them. I thank you for speaking clearly, Lord. We honor them, and we welcome them to this church. We love you so much, Lord, and we thank you for all you're doing. We give you honor and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Big Noah wants to say something real quick. Well, I was just uh, thinking because um, what Josh told my parents that uh, you guys were seeking for revival for the schools here. And it's funny that because like Hamilton's doing the same thing. We're doing the same thing for uh, Hamilton school. And so like it's just crazy to think that I can come back and still seek revival for other schools. And That's right. so That's awesome. We need you, man. Yeah. Hallelujah. Well, I'm beyond thrilled about that. Um, and not only that, there's several people in the congregation that know Holly and Cameron really well as well besides us. If you know Holly and Cameron already, raise your hand. I want to see you. Yeah, so all of these people can vouch for them. Maybe, most of, hey, put your hands up again, let me see. Maybe not Buzz and Donna, but everybody else can vouch for them. No, so I, it's just it's incredibly exciting, incredibly exciting. So, all right, um, 
So it's the last Sunday of the year, right? Last Sunday of 2019. Can you believe it? We're about to enter into 2020, a totally new decade, right? Decade, yeah. I'm, it's just unbelievable. Um, I wanted this morning to do a little recap of the year. Um, so some, some just awesome things that the Lord has done in this church this year. Um, and I know that this, this list isn't exhaustive. There's probably lots of other things that I've forgotten. But um, I just want to share a few things with you. Um, so, and then at the end of the service, we're going to sing our anthem, the, the worship song that's been the anthem this year, um, Oh, Praise the Name of the Lord my, our God and all of that. I'm not going to sing it. Paul will. But um, I just want to just, just develop in us this heart of thanksgiving for what the Lord has done. So let me share with you just a few things. Um, one thing we've already talked about a little bit is Harmony House. This year alone, this ministry has just grown substantially. Um, at the beginning, I believe it was towards the beginning of the year, the Lord gave the, the ministry a trailer to be able to put all of our all of our stuff in, all the clothes and the supplies, because uh, for at the beginning of the year, Harmony House was actually meeting every Wednesday night in the park, and we didn't have a building yet. We were meeting in the park, and the homeless people or the needy people would come to the park and get ministered to, and the Lord provided a trailer in that time to be able to use that, and and so that's one amazing thing. Then Harmony House goes on, and and just I don't know, maybe I don't know how many months ago it's been. A few months ago, a couple, maybe even more than that. How many? Three months ago, um, a building was dropped into our laps. The Lord gave us a building to be able to host Harmony House in that we could be open seven days a week, every single day to meet the needs of the community. The Lord gave us that building. I mean, look at God. How amazing is that? The Lord gave us a trailer and he gave us a building to be able to do this ministry. And, and on top of that, people giving $1,000 here, a couple hundred dollars here. I mean, just, just supplying the needs just over and over again. So the Lord has been working tremendously in that ministry. Um, and, and I believe that the Lord has just stirred something in us for Elwood this year. Part of it has been through, through the homeless ministry there, through Harmony House. Some others has been the Lord has opened the opportunity for us to get into Elwood High School a lot more this year. And um, so we were able to do, uh, uh, get in with the football team and do some, some uh, uh, character talks with the football team and get to know them a little bit. We were able to go and minister to the school when there was a tragedy that happened. And, and just, just a little bit at a time, I've, we can see the Lord just opening up opportunities to get into the school. And, and I don't know about you, but I just think the Lord has something uh, just tremendous planned for that city. I just, I just feel like the Lord has revival planned for that city, and, and I believe Harmony gets to be a big part of that. There's so many churches there in Elwood that have been praying for that and longing for that, and, and I believe we get to be a part of that as well. And so just this year, the Lord has really begun stirring that up through Harmony House, through our open door to the high school there, um, and I believe that we're going to just have more and more opportunities. So, so um, and then financially, this year has been incredible. Let me give you a little bit of, of things that have happened financially this year for the church. We bought a house, an entire house, right next door over here. We were able to purchase that. We, had, uh, we were able to purchase this incredibly nice playground that's behind us right now that, that the kids can enjoy. We were able to purchase that and the fencing and all the stuff that goes with it. Um, we had the biggest fundraiser we've ever had 
um, for the youth group in Harmony History, which is saying something because our fundraisers are pretty huge. Um, we raise over $6,000 for the youth in one day, people. One day. One event, over $6,000. With that, we were able to attend uh, Camp Ascend, which is a, was a, our youth gathering for this year that we went to. And, uh, and I just had an incredible time there. The Holy Spirit just showed up in a major way. It impacted uh, not only the youth, but even all the, the leaders that came as well. It was just an incredible time. Um, so, so, and we were able to do all kinds of other things with the youth this year because of that. Um, we also had a record-breaking year for our Tenderloin Supper. We had mo more in attendance this year than we ever have before, which is another big thing uh, for this year. Um, some major words that the Lord has given us this year um, through, through the preaching of this year. So we obviously started the year off with the word encounter, that that was our word for the year the Lord gave us was the word encounter. And we spent a good, I don't know, month, two months talking about different obstacles that can, uh, we can have with encounter, things that keep us from encountering the Lord. So that was a major theme at the beginning of the year. We also talked about the importance of church. Pastor Ron led us through a little series called Take Me to Church, and, and he talked about the importance of community and the importance of church. We had a, a marriage series. How many of you remember the marriage series we did? I thought that was at the end of the year. That was actually towards the beginning of the year. Uh, but we, we spent about two months, I think, talking about the importance of family and the importance of marriage and the foundation of that. Um, and so that was a major theme. Pastor Ron also led us in, a, in another uh, series called Faith In and Faith Is and talked about the importance of faith. A, a huge theme for this year has been worship. Um, and I, we preached a message called Extravagant Worship and, and how the Lord is taking us deeper into worship. And that theme has popped up several times here throughout the year, the idea of going deeper into worship and, and being uh, more free in our worship. Some other huge, huge things here at the end of the year. Uh, the topic of family has been huge uh, with the marriage series we did, but then also family as a congregation, a family as a church, and doing family together. Within that, the idea of us being sons and daughters of God has been a huge revelation this year. Uh, the idea of being the beloved of God, that we're not just sons and daughters, but we're even deeper than that, that we are dearly loved by God, that we are the beloved, that we are the apple of his eye, that he dearly loves us. And then at the end of the year as well, we've talked about devotion and the importance of, of leading a life of devotion and of pursuing the Father. And so those were just some of the highlights, some of the, some of the, the words that um, were important, some of the big things that happened this year, both physically in the church and spiritually. Um, and so I just wanted to take a moment and, and share kind of a little summary of 2019 for you. Hasn't the Lord been good to us this year? When you look at that, I mean, we've gone through some difficult things and and uh, individuals and families have gone through some, some very trying times, and, and some of you still are going through some very tough and difficult times. But it's always good to look back and see the good things the Lord has done and realize that he has never left us, he has never forsaken us, that even when it seemed like he wasn't speaking, he was speaking. And, uh, and, the, and the Lord has been good to us in 2019, amen? Amen. Well, I wanna end this year the same way we started the year, with encounter. I want to end this year with encounter. And um, I, want to, I want to share with you, I, I sent out an email 
just this weekend, I've got a few responses back of just some personal encounters that happened with some people this year. And so I want to share those testimonies with you, um, the ones that I received. So this one came from Jenny Barber. She said, long testimony in a nutshell. After major medical bills, after a week stay in the hospital, uh, two, or doctors, ER visits, therapy, bills ran up fast. And with no help available due to denial from insurance three times due to wrong explanation, we worked over the phone with many doctors billing and insurance for 18 months. Almost on a daily basis, I wanted to give up, and I did, for only a few hours. What seemed impossible would drain me daily with concern and phone calls when we were told that we would be paying over $40,000 out of pocket. Every door shut. Every claim rejected. Just before the last hour of giving up. I love the beginning of this sentence. Just before the last hour of giving up. Faith rose up and we gave it to God and prayed for favor after an appeal. A month later, we got a letter that our claims were reinstated and reconsidered. The insurance came through and paid the majority of our bills. She said, yes, I wept because I just about gave up. God is a way maker no matter what it looks like or what you're told. Believe God to do something beyond our imaginations when it doesn't seem possible. Still believe for more encounters. The last 18 months has caused me to press into the word more than ever, believing my God for physical healing and learning to trust him in the middle of the storm. Listen to that. After 18 months of doors being shut, in the last hour, how many times do you read about that in the Bible? When all hopes seem lost, you call on the name of the Lord and he comes with a breakthrough. And, and, and that's, that's Jenny and Jeff's story right there. He came with a breakthrough and he, he is faithful, amen? Let me read you another one. This one's from Ann Runyon. Ann said, last January, I started fasting and praying on Mondays. Each week, the Lord showed me a passage and revealed more of himself and his character to me. In turn, I aim to remember those attributes and try to take these on. I've journaled each week, and so, and so some of these are. So here's some of the, the revelations the Lord has given her. Mercy, how, God's, how God loves mercy, not just a little, but he loves mercy. And God is strength. God is my strength. How an unlikely warrior depending on God. Victory, how he has complete authority, how he shines light into darkness. Love that. And how he loves us so very much. And of course, the rescuer, how he rescued us by conquering sin and death on the cross. These things and more have come alive in me in a new way this past year. I love that. As she set herself to seek the Lord, he answered with telling her about his attributes and giving her deeper revelation of who he is as she set herself to seek the Lord. We're gonna talk more about that here in a moment. And the last one here I have is from Elizabeth, Elizabeth Harner. She said, this past February during Sarah's recovery from chemo and radiation, she had severe unexplained nausea resulting in dry heaving in, the, in an ER visit at Riley in, on Valentine's night. After exhausting all options from the doctors with little relief, many prayers were expressed on how to help. 
Finally, in late March, I had two recommendations to try acupuncture within the two days of each other. The doctors at Riley had suggested it previously as well, and I realized that the Lord was speaking to me. Sarah tried the acupuncture, and her nausea was completely gone within a month of her first acupuncture treatment. We don't understand his ways, for his ways are higher than ours. Praise the Lord. I love the creativity of God there. When I, when I remember back when that happened, and I remember her telling me this and about acupuncture, I'm like, really, acupuncture? Like, they stick needles in your back? Like, that's going to help with her nausea? Like, I just, but the creativity of God in that, of, of, of something that you would have never in a million years thought, hey, let's try acupuncture. But the Lord began just to speak that to you, and you did it, and it was, it was the answer. It was the thing that, that you needed. And, and I love that. And, and what I love about these testimonies is them, these people sought the Lord in their, in their hour of need, and they made their, um, they, uh, they set their face to seek the Lord. And in that, they received the encounter that they needed. And, and I love those testimonies. And, and actually, and with that being said, I would love to keep getting these emails. So I know I asked at the last minute because that's how I do things. Uh, sometimes it's at the last minute. So, but if, if you wouldn't mind, I would love to keep getting these emails. So send me your, uh, your encounters that you've had throughout the year um, and just testimonies. And I would love to just every Sunday to have a new testimony to get up here and just share of the goodness of God. I think it's important that we share testimonies on a regular basis and that we, uh, you know, it says in the Bible that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy, which means that if you hear that he did it for somebody else, it means that he'll do it for you as well. And so um, I would love to just keep sharing those testimonies. So keep those coming my way. You can email me those or, or text them to me however you want to. Um, and so my email is somewhere probably on a bulletin or on the website or whatever. Um, so just send those to me or, or text them, whatever you want to do. Um, my encounters this year were a lot like Anne's. Uh, my encounters were a lot of them in the secret place. Uh, which is one of my favorite places to have encounters with Jesus. And so uh, my encounters revolved a lot about deeper revelation of who God is. And so many of you know that because when I have that, you get to hear about it because I preach it on Sunday morning. Um, but for me, it was a deeper revelation of God as Father. I mean, I've always known that God is our Father. I've always used that terminology. But there's just be, been a deeper revelation of that this year of, of seeing God as our Father, and that in that that we are his sons and his daughters. And I spoke on that earlier. It just still just blows me away. And and this one has been another one that we'll probably talk a lot more about in this coming year. <clears throat> but the other one has been the revelation of transforming cities. That we're not here to just have church, complain about the darkness of this world, and then die and go to heaven. Like that's not all we're here for. We're not here to congregate under our basket here in the church. We're here to transform the cities and the communities around us. And, and I, that has been so heavy on me here. We're here to bring heaven to earth and be the light in the darkness. And, and that's weighed so heavy on me, especially this last part of the year. And, and I believe that's someplace the Lord is going to be taking us deeper into this next coming year. And so... Um, so yeah, so those are some of the, the things the Lord has been speaking to me this year and the revelation he's been giving me. And so some of you may be sitting there thinking, 
uh, maybe you haven't really had much of an encounter. Like I'm asking you to send me emails of your encounters. Maybe you're sitting there thinking, I really don't know what to share. It's been kind of a normal year for me. I haven't had really a whole lot that I can think of, of experiences the Lord has given me. And, and so, um, and really, and what I would say to that is there's been more happening around you than what you probably realize. You know, in Psalms, it says that he still feeds the birds of the air. He causes the grass to grow, that God is working miracles around us constantly. Everything that's happening is because he's doing it. And so we're having encounters all the time, even when we don't realize it. But, but we've talked even at the beginning of this year of what those obstacles to encounter might be. And, and so some of those, I couldn't remember all of them. I went back to try to look for them, but I couldn't remember all of them. But some of them that we talked about was, was work could be an obstacle to encounter, which kind of goes along with the whole time being an obstacle to encounter, that we, don't have, we just don't have time to get in the presence of the Lord. Another obstacle we talked about is pain. Pain, I think, is one of the biggest obstacles that we have to encounter because pain leaves us with unanswered questions. Why would God let this happen? Why would he allow this person to die? Why would he allow this sickness to come upon me? And sometimes those questions can block our way from pursuing the Lord with everything that we have. Pain does one or two things. It either draws us away from the Father, pushes us away from the Father, or it draws us closer to him. And it's our choice in what we let happen. So obstacles to encounter, work, pain, time, lack of understanding, sin. We get into sin cycles and we let sin separate us from the Father when all along the Father is wanting us to get that sin into his light and under his cross. And he's not pushing us away in our sin. In fact, the Bible says that while we were yet sinners, he came and he died for us. That his arms are always open to us, even when we sin. But sometimes we allow the humiliation and the guilt of sin to keep us away from the Father, to keep us out of encountering him. And so, so these are just some things that we talked about, obstacles to encounter. But, but here's what I want to bring to you again this morning. And we're going to, again, end the same way we began this year. There is really only one obstacle to encounter. There's really only one thing that can keep you out of the presence of the Lord. And it's not pain. It's not work or time. It's not lack of understanding. It's not hobbies. It's not all these other things. There's one thing, and it is your will. Your will is the only thing that will keep you out of a place of encounter. Because in, having an encounter with the Father is, is your decision. If you want to pursue him, if you want to go after him and seek him, you will have encounters with him. He promises in his word, and we're going to talk about it. He promises in his word that if you, if you seek me, you will find me. And here's a list I want to give you. David encountered God in sin and in failure. Job encountered God in pain. The woman with the issue of blood and humility. The woman at the well in abuse and brokenness. Jeremiah encountered God in loneliness. Saul in pride. Paul and Silas in prison. Moses in fear. Peter while he worked. Zacchaeus in wealth. And the widow with two mites in poverty. The lepers encountered God when they were in infirmity, and Lazarus encountered God when he was dead. What's our excuse? There is one thing keeping you from encounter, and it is your will. It is your desire to pursue him with everything that you have. If you did not have an encounter this year, it is not because God didn't want to encounter you. 
If you didn't encounter Jesus this year in 2019, it is not because it was, it was against his will or he was holding something back. It's because we chose not to pursue him with everything that we have. Because I gave you three testimonies of people who encountered God in incredible ways, and every one of them started out saying, we pursued Jesus. We sought after God, we prayed, we fasted, we gave our time and our effort and our energy to seek God with everything that we have. If you wanna encounter God and you wanna go deeper, it's available to you, but we have to put in the effort to seek, to become seekers, amen? Go ahead and pull up my scripture there, Chad. Luke chapter 11, I'm gonna open it up here. Luke chapter 11, verse five. This is out of the Passion Translation. Let me just read this to you. This, let me give you some context of what's happening here. In Luke chapter 11, verse five, the disciples had just come up to Jesus and asked Jesus to teach them how to pray. And then he, he proceeded to tell them the Lord's Prayer, to teach them the Lord's Prayer. And then he goes on and he says this in Luke chapter 11, verse five. He says, then Jesus gave this illustration. Imagine what would happen if you were to go to one of your friends in the middle of the night and pound on his door and shout, please, do you have some food you can spare? A friend just arrived at my house unexpectedly and I have nothing to serve him. But your friend says, why are you bothering me? And I wanna stop there and say, if any of you come into my house in the middle of the night and pound on my door for some food, it's over. I'm just saying I'm gonna be like this guy and say, why are you bothering me? The door is locked and my family and I are in bed. Do you expect me to get up and give you food? So, and, and I'm also, you know, a little jumpy in the middle of the night and I, never mind. <laughs> just, I, do, I do know how to protect my house. I'll just say that. No, I'm just, <laughs> so don't come knocking on my door in the middle of the night unless you really need something and then Amber will get it. <laughs> Verse, verse nine here. Um, but it says, uh, do you expect me to get up and to give you our food? But listen, because of your shameless impudence, even though it's the middle of the night, your friend will get up out of his bed and give you all that you need. So it is with your prayers. Ask and you will receive Seek and you will discover. Knock on heaven's door and it will one day be open to you. Every persistent person will get what he asked for. Every persistent seeker will discover what he needs. And everyone who knocks persistently will one day find an open door. Listen, once again, the Lord is not holding anything back from you. He's waiting for you to knock on the door. He's... he's it says other places that he hides himself. But listen, God is not good at hide and seek. He wants to be found. But it takes intentional seeking after him. It takes intentional knocking on the door. It takes intentional um, of seeking and asking. But he promises in his word that when we do it, when we seek after him, he will answer every single time that when you seek, you will find. And it said, I love the Passion Translations there because it says, in your persistence, 
and your continual knocking and your continual seeking and going after the Lord, he will answer that one day the doors of heaven will open wide to you and he will reveal himself to you in whatever way you need and whatever way you want, he will be there every single time. But it takes persistence. It takes a continual knocking and asking. It takes a continual seeking. I love how in the Bible, the disciples ask him, why do you speak in parables? Jesus, why do you speak in parables? Why do you speak in mysteries? And he said to them, it is for you to know the mysteries of the kingdom. Because the disciples were there, to, they, were, they were there personally. They were, they were in it for the long haul. And he said, it is for you, the ones who stay by my side, the ones who seek after me, it is for you to know the mysteries of the kingdom. And it's this continual, this persistence in seeking after the Lord. That's when we'll see the open door. It goes on. In, in the next verse, it says, let me ask you this. Do you know of any father who would give his son a snake on a plate when he asked for a serving of fish? Of course not. Do you know of any father who would give his daughter a spider when she asked for an egg? The only person I could think that would do that is Ryan Patterson. <laughs> With Emma, right? Give her a spider instead of eggs. No, I don't think so. But <laughs> of course not. If imperfect parents know how to lovingly take care of their children and give them what they need, how much more will the perfect heavenly father give the Holy Spirit's fullness when his children ask for him? He's not reluctant. He's not a reluctant giver. He wants to give you the fullness and I, I, I love this verse that he gives the fullness of the Holy Spirit. And I know that there's many of you even in this congregation who have been asking for a baptism of the Holy Spirit, who have been asking for that gift. And, and, and maybe you haven't received it. I, I was re, when I was thinking about this verse, I was reminded of Doug Perkins because I believe that happened for you this year, that he had been seeking the Lord and asking for this gift of the baptism of the Holy Spirit and the infilling of the Holy Spirit and been asking for it, and, and I think for months, but he was persistent in his pursuit. And one day, I think it was, in, you were sitting at home, weren't you? On your couch, just praying or doing something. And all of a sudden, the presence walked into the room and he showed up and he was filled with the Holy Spirit there in his living room after persistently seeking after the Lord, after asking and knocking and, and, and seeking after the Father and the Lord answered. He always answers. We just have to keep pursuing. He always answers. We just have to keep pursuing. And, and to say that, there's a persistence in it because I don't know about you, sometimes I've, ask the Lord for something, and it seems like resistance comes. It seems like that it's, he's quiet. It seems like he's not there. And, and I love this, this, uh, this story in Luke chapter 11, or I'm sorry, Matthew chapter 15, and I'll just paraphrase it for, for time's sake. But it's when Jesus was sitting at the table with his disciples, and the Canaanite woman, who was not a Jew, who at that time would have been considered um, less than a Jew, they were, they were considered... Um, sinners, I guess you could say. They were less, less than Jewish people. She came up to Jesus and asked the Lord to set her daughter free from a demon spirit. And Jesus looked at the woman, at first ignored her, and she kept persisting. And, and it even says that the disciples were like, Jesus, are you going to do something about this? And he looked at the woman. He said, 
he said, um, I've been, or he said, why would I give what, what the bread that belongs to the children? Why would I feed the bread that belongs to the children to the dogs? And you're like, looking at you, I don't know about you when I read that, I'm like, geez, Jesus, like, <laughs> that's kind of rude. And, and then the woman looks at, looks at Jesus and says, yeah, but even the little dogs, or even in the Passion Translation says, even the puppies eat from the scraps that fall from the Lord's table. Persistence. And the Lord looks at her and he says, woman, your faith is great. You have what you ask for. Now go in peace. And it said from that hour that the daughter was healed. And what I love about that is what seemed like resistance from Jesus. That woman had a choice at that point in time. She could have right there at that moment got offended that Jesus didn't answer her like she wanted, she wanted him to. She could have got offended and she could have backed off. She could have left it at it as it was and her daughter would still be sick, would still be possessed. But instead she pursued Jesus persistently. She, she saw what looked like resistance and saw it as an invitation to push even harder. And then she persisted and saw, and Jesus saw the faith, saw the persistence and answered her request. That what seems like resistance is actually an invitation to draw closer. What seems like resistance is actually an invitation to get closer to the Father, not to back away. And so some of you have experienced resistance, and I would encourage you to not give up, but to be persistent in your pursuit because it's actually an invitation to draw nearer to the Father. Sometimes he just wants you closer so you can hear his whisper. And it's an invitation to draw closer. Amen. So if we want to experience God, we have to become seekers is, is really what it boils down to, what I'm getting to. And I'm going to finish with this. We have to become seekers, and that's what the Lord calls us to throughout the Bible. In Hebrews 11, chapter, or verse 6, it says, He who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Jeremiah 29, 13 says, And he will seek me. And you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all of your heart. Proverbs 8, 17 says, I love those who love me and those who seek me find me. Psalms 9, 10 says, for you, O Lord, have never forsaken those who seek you. Psalms 27, 4 says, one thing have I desired of the Lord and that one thing will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. And then 27 verse 8 says, When you said to me, seek my face, my heart said to you, you my heart said to you, your face will I seek. We have to become seekers. We have to become persistent in our pursuit of the Father. I, I just hear that so strongly. At the beginning of the year, we said it, and I hear it for 2020, that we have to become seekers. We have to seek him with all of our heart. I, I want to say I have so much vision for 2020. I believe, I believe um, that in 2020, we're going to see a greater impact our, on our community. That harmony is going to have almost a shift of being uh, just, a, you know, we, we we're really a, a tight family here in this congregation. And we, uh, we love each other and we support each other. And I, I just see that, that this year that there's going to be a, um, 
a greater push to impact our community in a greater way. And I don't know all the ways the Lord's going to do that, but I feel like the Lord's going to give us strategy to see Elwood, to see Fairmount, to see Tipton, and, and, and all the surrounding the regions just impacted by the Lord. And I believe Harmony is going to be a huge part of that. Um, I, I think that the, there's going to be a more passionate pursuit in worship that there's going to be more freedom in worship that comes this year. And I believe the Lord's going to do that. I believe that there's going to be deeper, intentional prayer this year for Harmony, that we're going to go to a deeper level in prayer, um, even corporately, both at home in our devotion, but even corporately, we're going to go deeper uh, in prayer. In fact, in fact, the Lord's been speaking to us about having a Wednesday night, once a month, a Wednesday night worship and prayer meeting where we get together, we don't preach, we don't study, we get together and we pray and we worship as a, as a church family. And the Lord's been speaking that to us uh, this, at the end of this last year about starting that this year, just once a month, getting together and have intentional worship and prayer. And, and, and I, I'm also believing for a drummer this year, amen? <laughs> Some of you yeah, are, know exactly what I'm talking about. So, you know, I think that the Lord's going to do just so many things this year, but I believe the foundation of that is us being seekers, of being intentional seekers, being ones who knock persistently, being ones who seek persistently. And, and I believe that's the foundation for all that we're going to be going into this next year. In fact, I don't think that ever ends. Every year, the Lord is calling us deeper into seeking him. And, and I believe that when we seek him, we're going to find him. Amen? Amen. You know, maybe, maybe just for time's sake, we won't end with, oh, praise the name this year. Uh, maybe we'll start the year with that. I don't know. I want to just take just a moment and just pray grace over us this year. So if you wouldn't mind just standing with me, <clears throat> I think this is how we're going to close the service this morning. Thank you, Jesus. If you want to, just raise your hands with me. And we're just going to ask for grace this year to, to seek like we never have before. So, Father, Jesus, I just pray you would come right now and release a grace for us to become seekers. Lord, that you would release a grace for us to be hungry after your presence, Lord. God, that the things that we normally hungry, are hungry for, the things that we're normally uh, just grabbing our attention would begin to become secondary. And Father, that our number one pursuit would be you, Jesus. That our number one longing would be to be in your presence, to walk in your anointing, to, to know you with a deeper revelation and in a greater way. God, that 2020 would be a year that we would just grow in revelation of who you are and who we are in you. God, that the encounters we had this year would pale in comparison to the encounters that we're going to have this next year, Jesus. God, that our homes would be places of encounter, that each family in that's represented in this building, Lord, that our homes would be places of encounter, that, that it wouldn't just be in the church house that we would experience your presence, but Lord, that when we walk through the doors of our house, that it would be a place of rest, that it'd be a place of peace, that it'd be a place of revelation, Lord, that it'd be a place of anointing, God, that it'd be a place where we'd experience your presence in just an incredible way, Father. God, that as we seek you this year, Lord, that we would find you. God, I just thank you for that grace to fall on this congregation, on this community of believers, Lord. 
God, we honor you and we set ourselves to be seekers. Lord, I thank you for the the part that you're gonna play, but Lord, we also say yes to the part that we need to play. Lord, that when we don't feel like seeking, we will anyways. God, that when our emotions uh, are, are off, that we will choose to set our faces towards you anyways. Father, that when we are tired and when we feel like we're out of time, God, that we would move things aside and make time to be with you and to seek you with all that we have. God, we say yes to seeking you, not in just the moments that we feel like it, but also in the moments that we don't. God, our desire is to pursue you all year long and every single day. And I thank you for that grace that you're giving this congregation to do that. We honor you, we love you, and we give you glory. And we thank you, Jesus, for everything that you did this year in 2019. God, and we thank you for everything you're gonna do this next year. We honor you, we love you, in Jesus' name, amen.